world. You're listening to it makes one of you and Big J. I'm Big J. Today I am with my little sister Gabby and I'm with my mom. Hey guys. Hey. So today I want to talk about how jail desensitizes us and the things that we conform to and how the whole is and the way it affects us and furthermore desensitizes you. They're kind of hand in hand. Yeah. So, uh, like I think every day our day starts with countdown. So you're asleep, you're in your dream world, and these are like the only times you're free. And speaking from my personal experience, honestly, I feel like I've been down the road so long that in some of my dreams, I'm still in the jail environment. So it's like I'm mm. kind of not even free my dreams anymore, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, every day it's a rude awakening. You hear the beep, beep. Count time, count time, count time. And then on the block that I'm on, they like to press the, the numbers buttons on the thing so you can hear like a somebody dialing a number. They're laughing, joking, having a good old time. But I was talking to somebody, and the way that he explained it was he feels like when he's going to sleep, he finally reached the top of the hill, like pushing a boulder to the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And when you wake up, you're back at the bottom trying to push this boulder back up the hill and the like. It, it cost, it's a constant reminder of where you are, and it makes you angry for real. Like, and this is one of the reasons why you need to have a support system out there. But um, what time is count time? Count time is six fifteen. Okay, and can you explain exactly what that means? Count time means they come around, they make that announcement, then they come around, and they you have to be out of your bed. Or mat, you got to be off your mat, you bumped it, and feet on the floor at the door with the light on. Mm. And they walk around and they count you. They make sure that there's two people per cell, and the people who have single cells make sure they're in their cell, make sure nobody's in it, that type of thing. They do that three times a day. Okay. So uh, I'm going to start with some of the things that causes us to be desensitized. Um, when you when you initially get sentenced. Pre-sentence or pre-being arrested, you're out, you're with your friends, you're having a good time, and these are people you expect to be in your corner, you know, and when you get sentenced, it seems like everybody turns their back on you, like you don't have nobody in your corner, and like, during your time, you're consistently let down, and it kind of makes you lose feelings towards people, it makes it hard to empathize and sympathize with people, because it's like, man, I've been let down so much, I don't care what you're going through. Yeah, you know what I mean. It kind of like if you don't catch it, it can make you an extremely hateful person. Lack of support is also another thing that like super desensitizes you because this is a tough time and you should have somebody that you can call to help you walk through your tough days. You know what I mean? Or have somebody send you a couple dollars to make sure your cable's on. Cable in Pennsylvania is seventeen dollars when you're upstate. Um, a month. You got oodles and doodles. Yeah, a month. You got oodles and noodles and whatnot, that's 28 cents, stuff like that. Simple stuff that you should be able to have, or not even be able to have, but you should be able to purchase. But if you don't have any support out there, you're kind of miserable because you can't even eat at night. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you, you lose complete control of everything that you used to do. There's no more leaving and coming as you go, to me as you want. There's no more calling somebody whenever you feel like it's your... your you're out whenever they let you out. Right. Um, and of course, when you get sent, it's like the most traumatizing thing in the world. You 
you know what I mean? Especially to the people who get life. You know, like, if, if your situation is a bad situation and you feel like you can't prove that you can get out of it, you're, you're stuck for life. This is going to be the rest of your life. Yeah. And depending on where you are, you're treated like crap. A hundred percent of the day. You know what I mean? So those are some of the things that we go through every day and it like kind of makes you a hateful person. Uh, some of the things that we end up being desensitized to is death. I say this because I can think of a personal experience where I called home talking to my mom and we're talking and she told me that somebody had died. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm not sure where I was mentally in that point in my sentence, but I remember saying, okay, you know what I mean? Like, well, if he was in the streets, he kind of bought that. Like, whatever you do is, you know, you get what you put out there. And she's like, now you can't even empathize with nobody no more. And I'm like, man, you know, I got off the phone later on and I got to think about it. Like, man, am I, am I that bad? You know what I mean? And then like, you feel, this is, this is something that somebody else said to me. And once I really sat down and thought about it, I'm like, ah, that makes perfect sense. You feel like in your eyes, you've been dead to that person. If you know. So it's like, all right, well, I've been dead to them, so it doesn't really affect me too much. Well, what do you mean? Like, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Like, I haven't spoken to you. Like, you're a, like you were alive and breathing. Yeah. And you never reached out to me. Okay. Even if I tried to reach out to you, like, I can't get in contact with you. So, like, you're you kind of been dead already. You know what I mean? So, it's like, mm. you're not really worried about somebody who you don't speak to consistently. Okay. Um, which is super deep when you think about it. Like, that's kind of crazy to even feel like that. But uh, then you're like desensitized to the people who you call family for the same reason. Like, you know, I have cousins who I was with every day mm -hmm. or every other day or I spoke to quite often. And I haven't spoken or seen them in nine years. I have family and friends who I haven't seen since the last time I seen them when I was home. So to me, it's like, I don't want to say they're dead, but I don't, I don't know them and they don't know me, you know what I mean? So it's like, it kind of makes you not feel for that person, you know what I mean? Do you feel like you've been forgotten? All the time. All the time. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm not, I've come to a point where I'm kind of okay with it, but uh, it is what it is. That's kind of what comes with it. So, uh, to me... And this is going to sound a little wild. Like, I ain't trying to sound, like, super hard or cool or nothing. But family is my immediate family and people who I struggle with and who are with me while I'm struggling. In these situations where we're in here, the people who you consider family, even though they're not through blood or marriage or whatever, but are the people in here because all you have to offer is the person that you are mm -hmm. while you're in here. You know what I mean? And you're struggling. And uh, the... the the chick I was talking to might not have came to visit me that day. I might be super hurt about it, or she might have broken up, or I might have I might have called home and she told me she was pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. These are the guys who talking and helping me get through these tough times. So like, those end up being family to me. You know what I mean? Like, I I met I'll say two or three guys who I'll know for the rest of my life. Like, that's how close we are. You know what I mean? I mean, there's been points where. I might not have something coming or better fact a better a better example. A friend of mine 
I consider this guy family, his family, and hit him with a couple dollars. Mind you, I haven't seen him for months because the jail's been on lockdown or whatever. He sent me 250 and he's in jail with me, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's love, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so family, uh, that, that whole thing really makes you feel like, yeah, whatever. You become desensitized to fighting and stabbing and stuff like I've literally been working out, seeing somebody get punched, seeing somebody get stabbed, and continue on with my day like nothing happened. It's crazy to say I've literally been sitting down playing poker, and at the very next table, a guy gets his face like, mm. and I continue on about my day like, look overseas bleeding, oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, next hand. And it's like, that's not normal. No, not at all. How often, and I know that you guys are, uh, it's more restricted now, but before when things are quote-unquote normal, how often uh, were there, like, fights or, like, I don't know, just violent things going on? Uh, I'll say when I first got up here in 2013 until about 15, 16, and then for about, like, three years it was happening quite often, and then there will be spurts here and there sprinkled in throughout the other years but uh, so not as often it, as people would think though uh, not specifically in this prison but there's other prisons where it goes down every day you know what I mean like yeah um two situations that I know I continue my day and this is this situation that I'm speaking about I came on a visit like kind of shortly after this happened there was a guy who his girlfriend didn't come for his visit. Mm-hmm. He was upset about it. Um, gay guy had walked past the shower, asking if whenever he got out of the shower stall, could he get in that one? The dude spazzes out, goes to his cell, grabs the knife, comes back out, turn to fight the gay dude. Gay dude beats him up, takes the knife, sits on his chest, and stabs the wife naked. <gasps> and to me, we laughed about it. Like, everybody laughed, like, oh, that's crazy. And went on about our day. I remember being on a visit telling y'all about it and I'm laughing because I'm so not normal at this point. And y'all are looking at me like, man, are you crazy? And I remember dad actually asking, like, do you feel like this is changing? And I'm like, nah. And that's when it hit me like, oh man, I'm, I'm changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another time early in the morning, I'm coming back from breakfast and I see a couple guys and I know what's going on. I'm walking, walking past somebody. He said, man, they fighting already. We're about to be locked down. Turned around, this guy sitting on this guy's back, and he said, dude's legs is kicking. I keep walking. I turn back around, dude's legs kicking, then he stopped kicking, and he still stabbed me. I'm like, oh, whatever. Keep going on about my day. Let me go ahead to my cell. I'm, I'm out of here. And it's like, that type of stuff shouldn't be normal in anybody's mind. You know what I mean? And another reason why you need to have somebody you can call, talk to, and they check on you and say, you know, how you doing? What happened to you? You know, how you feeling? That type of thing. Another so, thing wait, hold on a second. Because, I mean, you're you're really flying through these, and I feel like that is, this is like another example of being desensitized. And I know that we don't have a lot of time, and we try to talk fast and get everything out, but... We kind of got to unpack some stuff. Um, 
I'm wondering, like, and I know you've mentioned this before, you said, like, you journal and stuff as an outlet, but I don't know. I feel like you need multiple outlets to survive <laughs> a place like this. I'm serious. Like, that, that's crazy. Like, that's a lot to handle. I mean, but you have to, you have to mold to your situation if you want to survive. You know what I mean? Um, I don't feel like this is the place or the situation for me to be sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Like, he just got stabbed. Oh, what am I going to do? Like, no, nah, you have to carry on. Like, that is a part of what is going on in here. And it's up to me to check that. Like, okay, that's not normal. Don't act like it's normal. Mm-hmm. But go ahead and continue on about your day. I'm not asking you to, like, really sit down and be like, OMG, like, this just happened and I got to think about it. And no, I'm I'm wondering more so, like, how do you not lose yourself while being surrounded by like such craziness like it's the guards being you know as rude as possible and inmates are fighting with each other like you said there's no unity among y'all and also being locked down for like I don't know 23 hours or 22 hours out of the day like how do you just maintain who you are as a person Uh as I always say, I got one of the best support systems in the world. You know what I mean? Like, uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, y'all here for me all the time. When this place is open, I got visits every week almost. You know what I mean? And if I didn't get it every week, and I got one on a week during the week. Yeah. Um, I'm engaged, you know what I mean? So, shout out to Alicia. We talk all the time. So, I'm, I'm always aware of who I am. I have pictures in there, you know, I'm, I'm all right. I know who I am. I know where I come from. I know, you know, who I got and what I got to look forward to when I get out there. And that is something that pushes me every day to not lose myself. I know what I got to strive for whenever I get out and I can't lose. I got tunnel vision. Just say that. I got tunnel vision. I see the, the, I see the light at the end of the tunnel when I'm fighting to get there. Yeah. It sounds like, it really sounds like and I know you've been emphasizing support, support, support. And I guess I didn't understand um, because I'm thinking everybody has, like, I don't know what you have. I guess that's really naive to say, but, like, I don't know. I didn't really understand how important it really is to, like, contact your loved ones who's inside. Because, like you just said, without having that support system, you can lose yourself. I don't know. This is crazy. It's like <laughs> super eye-opening right this now. Is, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. This is where the idea came from. I actually looked out the cell, seen a dude. He's running around, doing nothing, in the way, running from cell to cell. This is the second or third time coming back to jail. And I personally don't know what he's going through, and I'm unable to talk to him, but he's been like that every time he came up here. Begging, don't have nothing, and I'm like, he must not have no support. Like, And that's messed up because I feel like everybody should have the, somewhat the support that I have. I'm, I'm not sure that my support has to be matched. And, yeah, yeah. But I hope that it is. You know, I hope that every, I wish everybody had that same support system that I got. Right. But that's what happened. Um, hold on, I'm going to share two more with y'all. And 
if I laugh, I apologize. I tell y'all don't take it that it's weird. But we become so defensive. Like every time I go to a visit, we have to strip and get naked for a guy. And when we come back in from the visit, you got to strip out, get naked. When they come to search your cell, you got to strip and get naked. And anybody who is upstate will tell you. Like, <laughs> when they come in the cell to search your cell, you, like, once your cellie steps out, they always tell you, you're money off step out, other ones. Most of the time, most people are already down to their boxes by the time <laughs> the court turns to them, like, <laughs> you know, um, give me a shirt, give me, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, it's just crazy that how quickly you might get undressed for a dude and you don't get down like, you know, you're not a homosexual. So it's just, it's, it messes me up sometimes I think about that. And also, I feel like a little bit dies inside of me every time I have to take a poop with my celly in the cell or he has to take a poop with me in the cell. And that's something that I'll never, ever get used to. But it's something that everybody goes through, specifically during this time when you're locked in the cell for 23 hours and 10 minutes every day. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, before COVID, you try to go out your way to make sure your cellie's not in there. Right. I mean, sometimes it has to happen, but this, it, to me, is crazy that, like, you could high-five the person that's pooping and you're in your bed. Like, that is, it should, it's something that you should never get used to because your cell is so small. You're living in a bathroom. You said you can uh-huh. high-five the person who's on the toilet? That's how close that mm-hmm. we're in the bathroom. You was in one of the cells before when you did the camp hill thing. Wow. It's tiny, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it is what it is. But and in, and in the county, it's worse because you only get two flushes an hour. What? Uh, right. So you got to make them two count. If you flush more than twice, you're done. And, you <gasps> and happen to smell somebody. Else's oh food. my god! It's like the worst thing ever. Seriously, the hole is another thing that completely disinfects. I feel like sometimes the hole is a good place if you need some quiet time because you never get that. Not even so much quiet time because it's never quiet in the hole. Um, but when you need some alone time. I'm not saying that I want to go to the hole, but I can understand why people do. I've actually known people who say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead to the hole. I, I need some time to myself. Um, hmm. The hole, the light is constantly on. Like, you never get a break from the light. The light is on all day, all night. Um, you got people constantly yelling and screaming and hollering from cell to cell. You got people rapping on the on the doors all night, making beats, rapping. It, it's crazy. Of course, you got to strip every time you want to go to yard. Yard is nothing but a date. What happens is you strip out, they, you give them all your clothes through the slot, and you know they make you lift your arms, lift your hands, spread your hands, turn around, bridge your butt, squat, cough, get dressed. What you have to do is you have to bend down, Turn around, put your arms through the slot, they cuff you with your with your handcuffs are on a leash and they're walking you with your hands behind your back while you're on a leash. That's how you go to the shower, that's also how you go. That's only if you're in the hole. That's only when you're in the hole. Okay. So but the, when you go to the yard in the hole, they give you like a little iron inside of the cage. That's the bad it it looks like it's loose. I'm being completely honest with you. That's outside, um, this cage. That's outside, yeah. Wow. It's, 
it looks like a dog kennel. As a matter of fact, that's exactly how it is. You know, if you go to the Humane Society and they got the cages with the dogs like that, like that, like that, mm-hmm. all like that, that's how it is. Um, you might have people who don't get along together, and they might put them in a cage next to each other, and you can't physically fight. So what some people do, never seen it, and I'm glad I haven't, they'll throw poop at each other. Save the milk carton and throw pee and sperm, and people turn into complete animals in the hole. And yeah. If that doesn't desensitize you, I don't know what will. Uh, listen, y'all, they're making us get out of here. Um, Mom, Dad, thank y'all for doing this. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Up to the people listening, cherish your freedom. Yeah, it's a very easy place to get into, super hard to get out of. And if you want something different in life, you got to make a change in what you're doing, man. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Hopefully, I'll talk to y'all soon. The caller has hung up.